This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we will acknowledge at 723 today. We'll acknowledge, We'll do a little acknowledge me. Acknowledge big performances from over the weekend. This was a tough weekend, man. How did you, were you cool, Seth, uh, first weekend of no NFL football or football of any variety since, like, August? Did you? Uh... I think the only, the only thing I texted you about this weekend was how much I hated Davidson. So, no, <laughs> I was not cool. I was watching St. Bonaventure play Davidson yeah. in the Atlantic 10. <laughs> That's the true. Atlantic 10 it's the only text I got from you on Saturday. And I'm like, I hate Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> My text back to Seth was, no Show in town is going to give you better insight on the Atlantic 10 tournament. <laughs> These guys are stumbling around underneath the basket, just drawing fouls with cheap flops oh. and what have you. I don't even know who won that game. Bonaventure won that game in overtime, <laughs> did they not? I couldn't watch. I couldn't finish it. I okay. couldn't finish it. That was funny. Yeah, man. That was <laughs> but I hate Davidson. <laughs> People, <laughs> it's good. That's what sports is all about, moving you emotionally. Oh, Davidson. if they make it to the tournament, I'm going to flip the hell out. It's good to have yeah. a team to root against in the tournament. Davidson. Um, so tomorrow, tomorrow's a big day on the NFL calendar. Uh, franchise tag window opens. It's, it's nice to be back with a team where the franchise tag, whether it's targeting other guys on other teams or maybe even a player on your own team, being a uh, franchise tag recipient is a thing. And the mm-hmm. Texans are just that. The Texans are a... Relevant NFL team on the free agency landscape in no small part because they got a ton of money to spend as compared to the rest of the league. So how can the next two weeks, starting tomorrow, affect the Texans' shopping? And I've got a list here, Seth, of about, I don't know, not eight or nine guys that, that are maybe the prime candidates to be franchise-tagged yeah. for their teams. Yeah. So we'll treat this like a bit of a guide to the franchise tag for Texan fans. These are names that I think we could see go off the board the next two weeks. And if you like, yeah, should you A, get excited about them in the first place and B, uh, maybe still try not to get excited because they're going to be they're going to be back on their own team. Yep. Yep. Let's start with, I think, a big one here, given some of the local ties, given the season that he had, given the position need for the Texans, Justin Matabike. 
yeah. of the Baltimore Ravens. Matabike, I know that you guys who have listened to the show know that I'm a little bit conflicted about Matabike because I really, really like him. He plays his butt off. Plays really, really hard. He's also on a defense that does a really good job of just getting guys singled up. So he doesn't, as good as Matabike is, he, he did not get double teamed hardly uh, much at all compared to other defensive tackles this year. So I don't think you should expect him to have the same production necessarily if he comes to this defense where they don't blitz a lot. They, you know, guys got to earn, earn everything they can get. Um, but I would still, if the Texans sign him knowing that they shouldn't expect to get the same sack production every single year. He's still going to be disruptive. He's still going to be a presence in the interior. Then I'd be all for it. But I, this is one, man, Ravens fans keep telling me that, nope, it's all hemmed up. They got a deal already. They just got, it's just a formality at this point and that he's going to sign an extension. But meanwhile, that hasn't actually been reported anywhere. So I don't know if it's just Ravens fans being delusional or whether it, it, he's definitely sticking around. It feels like the, the Ravens don't typically use the franchise tag, but it feels like this might be an instance where they do because he's very much like he is cut from the Ravens cloth in a big way. Yeah. Yeah, I guess my question to those Raven fans would be, okay, why haven't they done it yet? They can do it. They can sign him to a deal. Like, why if it's yeah. done, why not go do it? Um, some of these, I think, are higher on the radar than others. I jotted this one down. I just kind of went team by team, Seth. Brian Burns, yeah. defensive end in Carolina. Where It feels like a talk of an extension for him has been a thing for two years now with the, with the Panthers. But now they're at a crossroads where if they want to – and he's their best player, period. Yeah. Um, do they franchise tag him? Do they sign him long-term or do they let him walk? Yeah, and they like the, the they they turned down trade offers. You know, that huge been, like, trade honestly, offers. Honestly, if they had, um, it, if I, I can't remember if he was one of the ones that if it could have been him instead of Michael Moore up to the Bears. Rams. But, it was the Ra- It was it was the Rams offered two first round picks for Brian Burns last yeah, year. Yeah. yeah, No, but I also don't know if like maybe there were discussions about Burns going up to Chicago with uh, um, oh DJ Moore. Yeah, yeah, DJ Moore. What yeah. did I say? Michael Moore. I didn't Michael know who that Moore. was. Yeah, the filmmaker. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I thought you said Micah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know the Panthers had the rights to Michael Moore. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a bowling with Columbine the documentarian. Yeah. So uh, sorry, everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, so um, not great against the run, but still a very, 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 very effective pass rusher. Uh, I, I'm guessing they're going to franchise him just because they've just they've seemed very very married to having him on their roster. Yeah. Um if not though, I think even though he's not so great against the run, I I I like the Texans to definitely kick the tires on him. Yep. Um Jacksonville Josh Allen defensive yeah. end. Big franchise I, tag candidate. I think they should. I don't know if they will or not. Um I would love I would love for him to be you know depending on what I, yeah I would love Josh Allen to play for the Texans. Would he be a good splurge for them you're saying? Like if it's, I think he'd be a good splurge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel a lot better it's weird. I feel a lot better about edge rushers as a as a splurge than I do about defensive tackles. Hmm. Um like with Chris Jones, I'm still I I'm I'm uh, defensive tackles who cruise hurt you more than defensive ends who cruise. Mm-hmm. When a defensive end cruises he can kind of just still anchor and set the edge and do all those things. When a defensive tackle cruises, like when he doesn't give 100% in the first three quarters of a game, you get gashed against the run. You just, it doesn't, it hurts you more. Um, and it's, it's also, it's a position, it's, just, it's tougher, it's more brutally physical. So if you're a guy that's just kind of waiting to collect your big check, the, it's, it's, 
different. You can't just you can't just get by on natural ability on the inside there. Yeah, we're going through franchise tag candidates around the league yeah. who could be on the radar for the Texans. As long as we're talking about Jones, we should mention the Kansas City Chiefs exercised an option to allow them to franchise tag him. Now, here's the thing about Chris Jones: he's not gonna if he if they franchise tag him, he's not getting the normal like tag that the league comes up with for all these players. It yeah. can either be the normal number that they come up with by position or 20% over what your cap figure was last year, whichever is greater. His cap figure was greater last year. And so he his tag number is going to be like $34 million for them to franchise tag him. That's where they basically, they paid about $4 million that they didn't have to pay to, to get to retain the right to franchise tag him. Yes. So they're they're committed at least a little bit already. I mean that might have been a hedge. I think that they I think they might I think the Chiefs might look at Chris Jones kind of like the the way some gentlemen's club owners view paying their workers, which is <laughs> if I pay him in cash, oh, they'll spend good. all the cash and then they'll want to come back and work work more. Oh, I see. I feel like Chris Jones, whose best years have been in his contract year and in his franchise tag year, yeah. uh, it might be one of those things where you're like, yeah, like, let's, he's awesome when he's motivated to, when he's got that carrot dangling right in front of his face. Yeah, maybe. And we just need to be sure that we, you know, take advantage of that as much as maybe. possible. Maybe. We'll hear from Chris Jones in just a minute or two here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Um, as far as other players that I think Texan fans, Seth, are at the very least curious about, if not excited about, it potentially in free agency, running backs. Yeah. I think Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley are the only two running backs who I think have a chance of getting franchise tagged right now. Mm-hmm. 
And even that would be pretty pricey. Like that's twelve million bucks. Twelve, you know, probably a little more for them because I think they each made twelve million last year. So for them, it's probably closer to fourteen or fifteen for their franchise tag. Um, but I, but I do think those are two names that Texan fans are very excited about. That they're hoping two weeks from now are both on the market and available to the Houston Texans. Uh, of those two, like Josh Jacobs is the guy that if I were a GM, I'd want to franchise just because he seems to be the right kind of dude. Like he just, he seems like, he seems like he's a genuinely tough guy. I don't know if Saquon Barkley is a genuinely tough guy. Like, uh, like Josh Jacobs is not afraid of, uh, getting into a fracas. Mm-hmm. Whereas Saquon Barkley, it's okay. If everything's perfect, then I'll just go ahead and run 80 yards for a touchdown. But if not, huh, just a little bit of that. Like, oh, I'll just go take a nap here. Josh yeah. Jacobs, Alabama guy also. Yeah. They love yeah. their Alabama guys, the Texans. They do. So, um, so if t- I had to choose between those two, I like the every down head smashing of uh, Josh Jacobs. Probably pricier. as far as whether like whether Vegas or the Giants are going to franchise tag uh, either of these two individuals. Um, I think the Giants almost. <laughs> I it feels like the Giants painted themselves into a corner with Daniel Jones, where I, I almost feel like organizationally they look like a team that's hey. We'll pay this big question mark, but we don't want to pay the guy that the guys on the team probably actually really like and get excited about. Uh, you almost got to retain Saquon Barkley just to retain credibility as a franchise in the eyes of your own players. I think with, with running backs, you got to ask where you are in the life cycle of your team. And I don't think the Giants or the Raiders are at a point where they're – remotely close to winning a Super Bowl. I don't think either of them have a quarterback. It's not the cherry on top. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas I'm not saying the Texans are are one of the three or four top candidates to win the Super Bowl, but I think they are entering a Super Bowl window. The Texans are once you have your quarterback. I think think like in the modern NFL, once you have your quarterback, if you feel like he's elite, then go ahead and spend a late first round pick on a running back or spend something. I'm still very, I'm very, 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 very skeptical and cautious of signing any guy to a second contract as a running back because it's so, it just, it's, it's, it's got such a low hit rate. Yeah. Um, and these guys just notoriously all of a sudden end up with career ending arthritis (laughs) six months into their new deal. Last two Miami with Christian Wilkins defensive tackle. That would sure fill a need for the Houston Texans. Yeah. And like Wilkins might end up being the kind of not extreme budget signing, but I don't think he's in the one A tier of a Chris Jones or a Mata BK. But he's a he's a complete player. I think D'Amico would really like the way that Wilkins plays the run, and he's one of those guys that looks like he kind of overachieves as a pass rusher. It, uh, but it, but it's effective, you know. Like he plays above his athleticism as a pass rusher. He's on a team with major cap issues too. Yeah, they're fifty one million over the cap. The Dolphins are fifty one million over the cap, and mind you, when you give somebody a franchise tag. Like there's no spreading that money out. Like that's a one year deal. You know, it's yeah. a it's a one year guaranteed deal. Which, so when you franchise tag him, all of a sudden by the time free agency starts, you've got to get if that guy hasn't agreed to a new deal, which they hardly ever do immediately once they're franchise tagged, you've gotta you've gotta cut more people yeah. or restructure more people than maybe you want to by franchise tagging that one guy. Yep. Last one, I think is a pretty short conversation here. Chase Young. Defensive end for the San Francisco 49. I think there's an F. The Niners may franchise tag him, um, but if they do, I salute. <laughs> Good for you. I I feel like Chase Young is the um, almost like he's a 
a triple-sized Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs, where I think the Chiefs knew that Kadarius Tony had some issues, but like, hey, bring him in for half a year, see what you can get in the playoffs, and it worked really well for them last year. This year, they realized what it meant to have Kadarius Tony on the roster for an entire season. I've seen enough of Chase Young just kind of standing around when he could be tackling people that I I'm very skeptical of paying him big time money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wonder what the what the 49ers think of him. Yeah, would they franchise tag him? I don't know. I think he was just their their little luxury splurge to try to put them over the top for the yep. Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you on a um, on a Monday. Um, so Chris Jones, I'm gonna let you set this up, Seth. Because okay. you know where the audio came from. But Chris, jo- Chris Jones, I, I know he's a great player. I long remember Chris Jones, though, from uh, his days of being an aspiring NFL player and being at the Combine and having something um, very unfortunate happen with yeah, him. Yeah, and a lot of people might not have linked the two because they knew about it at the time, but maybe they weren't following the draft that closely. But they knew that, that uh, as this one prospect, who was Chris Jones, was running down the, uh, the track at the combine, his uh, his uh, member his member fell out of his shorts, uh, and uh, so so Travis Kelsey asked him about this and how exactly that happened. Let's talk about it, big guy. How'd that forty yard dash go for you? I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I was so big on being different from everyone. Everybody was wearing the long tights. I was like, you know what? I am not going out there and copying everybody. I'm going to wear the short tights. I didn't realize they was boxers, bro. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it made you faster, man. So fast, you tripped over your feet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Tripped over that third leg. <laughs> <laughs> tripped over and just jumped out, man. That <laughs> is so funny, man. It was there, man. I believe you said it right there in quotes like my fell out. Bro, it's exactly what I said. I didn't even believe it. I was running. I'm looking at the 40 and all of a sudden I feel it. I feel it touch my leg and I'm like, oh, I'm trying to cuff it and take the dive. You know what I mean? Because I know little kids watching. Oh my God. Put your away, Chris. I got to say how blessed you are to even be able to describe it as though your fell out. Oh my Gosh. I don't even think I could describe that adjective for mine. I don't think it could fall anywhere. Like that. <laughs> he went, I'll tell you what. Honestly, I feel like uh, it's a it's a plus in the character column for Chris Jones that he a thought about the kids watching and b didn't just think about the kids watching. He cupped it and like dove. Yeah, like he dove like he dove down onto the ground he on did. turf. Yeah, uh, to, to cup it. And, and there was nothing for him to be embarrassed about. Um, it was as far like no. what those guys were saying. Like, oh yeah, oh of course. You know, most of us are listening. Like, oh, certainly you can't run a forty in boxer shorts. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? What does a boxer short have to do with it? Yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> if you can imagine, if you can imagine that that's a consideration you have in life. They're like, well, <laughs> I uh, I need a certain uh, heftiness of fabric to restrain uh, what I've got down there from falling out oh, with any kind of physical activity. Dude, I'm picturing like two scouts standing next to each other with their clipboards out, and they're just chatting up about Chris Jones as he's getting in the starters blocks for the 40. And they're like, what's yeah. your grade? I'm like, I got him as a third rounder. What do you have a third rounder? <laughs> and then that thing starts and that thing falls out. And they're like, late first <laughs> <laughs> upgrade Chris Jones. Uh, by the That's way, he hot. went 37th overall in that draft. 
Second That's a round rough pick. one, man. Yeah. I wonder, though, too, okay, if we're going to hyper, let's get into draft mode, and let's yeah. figure out whether Chris Jones is going to be a good NFL player or not. Okay. Uh, if you were, who was the guy back in the day, the, the anonymous scout guy that everybody hated so much? Remember, he basically got blackballed. Oh, 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 Nolan Naraki. Nolan Naraki. Yeah. You're Nolan Naraki. The <laughs> guy who destroyed Cam Newton. <laughs> okay. So I was, uh, I was playing the part of Daniel Jeremiah just now saying, hey, look, Hey, he cared about the kids. He just thinking right. decency. Right. He dove to the ground to cover up uh, his, his anything that might be perceived as indecent. Right. Um, Nolan Rocky would have hyper fixated on that part about him saying he wanted to set himself apart, mm-hmm. uh, and that you know he's going to want everybody else is wearing those tights. He wanted to wear shorts. How come? What is he? Cam Newton? Well, he needs to be a star. Wants to be an icon. What's did, this all about? Did he did he fall down in the middle of the forty yard dash when he did that? I think it was towards the end. Towards I can't remember. End, what okay. he, I don't think he finished it. Though. Are okay. you going to say that that if you're if you're say, hyper committed, you would have finished? He would have finished. He would have played through the whistle. Yes, he yeah. does not play through the whistle. He's he's selfish. He's selfish and easily embarrassed and doesn't play through the whistle. That's what if I would I were, have said. If I were a Nolan Naraki anonymous scout, I'd also question whether it wasn't intentional. Mm. Say, well, yeah, he's trying to create a buzz. Yeah. I guess he created a buzz, all right. Right. If you talk undraftable. To the, if you undraftable. Talk, if you talk to the staff at Mississippi State. He was very much a me guy. And that played itself out during the 40-yard dash. It's one of the thoughts I have sometimes when I'm watching old-school NBA, Sean, is like, look, I've been in locker rooms. Uh, I, don't understand how, I don't understand how it worked with those shorts. I don't, I don't I don't get it. I, like, this is what I want to interview somebody. This is what I want to start a podcast about. His, his Wikipedia <laughs> – I know, right? <laughs> this yeah, is good yeah. stuff. Um, Wikipedia page says, while running the 40-yard dash, Chris Jones had a wardrobe malfunction – that exposed his genitalia before falling to the ground to fix the issue. This went viral on social media. He attended Mississippi State's Pro Day, but decided he was satisfied with his combine performance and only performed positional drills. Can you imagine, like, hey, do you want to do the 40-yard dash again? I'm like, why should I? Did you see it the first time? <laughs> He's, like, swinging like a lasso I wonder, or something uh, like that. I yeah. wonder, it must have been his second. I wonder if that was his second one. Like, would they have given him the, the – I bet they gave him the opportunity to run it over, right? Uh, yeah, I would think so. It yeah. said he ran it – oh, my God. It was a 4.57. Really? So, whatever – if that was his second one and he ran a 4.57 the first time, I would say, all right. Oh, where are you seeing that? A oh, four, wait, five, no, no, no. Seven. That's not possible. Okay, never mind. He that's cornerback mu- Chris Jones, His Wikipedia says yeah. 5.03. That's bad for well, it's bad for like what he became. I'm guessing he was he would have been capable of running like a four eight. Dude, I feel like we saw the yeah. exact excuse as to why he was running a five point oh three when he when the whole thing happened. Like look yeah. at that, like a five point oh three carrying that thing around. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Degree That's of difficulty. What, these forty times feel like they're getting more and more bogus. I like some of these defensive tackles that have been running four sevens and yeah. four sixes, it just doesn't um doesn't compute. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a um on a Monday, let's acknowledge, acknowledge me. We acknowledge big performances from over the weekend, a weekend that was pretty sparse in sports, but enough to acknowledge. We will uh, get to that coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t